Hi guys, how's it going? And welcome back to Casey's Corner, the imperfect podcast for imperfect parents. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing ideas for an adoption baby shower or an adoption shower. We're going to be talking about should you be throwing a baby shower for someone who's adopting and also including some themes, some games and some activities that you can set up. Obviously, those things are going to be age restrictive as in depending on how old the child is, you may need to change them around a little bit. But these are just some ideas that can maybe get you started. Some quick disclaimers before we do get started. First disclaimer is that I am not a professional in anything. I don't have any qualifications or anything like that. I'm just some bitch out here who had a baby who's got an awful lot to say. We're not going to be talking about medical things today, but if you are looking for any medical advice, please do speak to your GP, doctor or anybody whose care you are under. Also, unfortunately, there is going to be some swearing within this podcast. This is not the children's entertainment. This is your entertainment. And although I know it's a bad habit, I can almost guarantee that I'm going to say something that you don't want your little ones to hear. So if you have got any little squidlets with you, maybe get them off to bed and then come back later or pop in some headphones so that those little sponges don't suck up all the shit that I should not be saying. (laughs) And then the last disclaimer is if you've got any hate, leave it at the gate, especially while we're going to be discussing adoption today. I understand that everyone's got their own opinions, but... If it ain't nice, just keep it to yourself, okay? I really can't say it any plainer than that. This is not the place for parent shaming or anything like that. So if you've got any hate, leave it at the gate. And if that's not something that you can do, bye. (laughs) Okay, let's just get into it. So the first question um, that I kind of want to address is, should you throw a baby shower or an adoption shower for adoptive parents? Now, this is a wildly personal thing. I couldn't say, yes, you absolutely should, because they may not want it in the same way that someone who's pregnant may not want a baby shower. Um, When I was pregnant, I didn't think I wanted a baby shower, to be honest. I didn't like the idea of being the center of attention, which I know sounds mad now, because I've got like, (laughs) because I'm talking at you guys for like an hour. But, you know, I thought, because as well, towards the end of pregnancy, I was, I mean, I'm big anyway, but I was even bigger. I felt sick and I've kind of alluded before that I had a bit of crap pregnancy, so I wasn't well. I was hyper emotional. Um, So, you know, it wasn't something that I thought I wanted, to be honest. And and I was, you know, happy it not happening. And then my absolute best friend surprised me with a baby shower and I was absolutely blown away. It was in like a little restaurant. It was dead nice. My family were there. My friends were there. Um, my husband was in on it. He kind of like dropped me off and, and it was really nice in the end. Like as soon as I saw everyone, I cried. And and again, I don't mean like little tears. I mean, I ugly cried. Like I sobbed. I was so touched that they wanted to do that for me. Um, I thought it was such a nice thing. So, you know, why why not do that for someone who's in the adoption process? You know, once they've been matched with a child, I know th- things can move at different speeds. Sometimes an adoption process can take a long time. Sometimes, you know, things can progress quite quickly if there aren't many obstacles in the way. Um, but, you know, once a parent is matched with a child and it's kind of like, to be honest, I don't know the ins and outs, but once you know that's your child, you found your person, you found your child, I think it's such a lovely idea to throw an adoption shower. And it is something I looked into to, to, to potentially do for someone in my life. Um, and, you know, in the future, when the time comes, I, I hope to be able to do this. I think it's going to be so exciting. But it is such a personal thing. So if you're not 
in you know if you're not bothered about surprising the person then just ask them if you don't want to ask say your friends with the mum to be maybe ask the dad to be is this something you think she might like but you know if you're friends with this person you'll most likely know what it is that they like and what it is that they're going to want and if you do want to surprise both of the parents then my personally i would just fucking go for it to be honest what's the worst that can happen they're going to show up they're going to hang out with their friends and they're going to have a good time do you know what i mean that's the absolute worst that can happen yes they might be a bit like shocked when you surprise them with it but personally i think it's a lovely surprise that's just my opinion you do you you know make your own judgments based on the people that you know but if it is something that you're interested in doing when you look into baby shower stuff a lot of it has to do with the pregnancy for example like some of the games uh, you get play-doh and you like um you like do like a play-doh newborn baby there's like putting the new nappy on the teddy bear as if it's a newborn um there's guessing the size of mummy's tummy listen if someone's adopting and they rock up and have people guessing the size of the tummy no one's gonna be fucking enjoying that game so fob that right off so I've gone through and I've, you know, kind of invented some games. I've found some games and some activities that you can do. Have a look on Pinterest. Like I said, do some research and stuff like that. And personally, I think you can have such a ball. And the other thing is as well, it doesn't have to be a girly thing. Because a lot of, like I said, a lot of original baby showers, original baby showers, a lot of like traditional baby showers, shall we say, do base around pregnancy. People talk about, oh, do you think you're going to use pain relief? Are you going to have a section or are you going to do it vaginal? Are you going to do this? Are you... And to be honest, it's stuff that blokes don't want to talk about. Yes, the father has probably had to think about these things and have these discussions, but his fucking mates haven't. And, you know, the, fam- the fact of the matter is not many people want to know about mucus plugs and bloody well vaginal bleeding and placenta release and all this people just don't want to know about that but you know one of the things with adoption is that 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 isn't a factor really be it for better or worse or whatever the case may be that isn't something that you need to worry about so you know why not invite the couple and on that note if you're friends with the father to be if you're his brother his best friend or their parent or anything like that you can be the one to throw it it doesn't have to be a big girly event invite both halves of the couple let them enjoy it together this is a process that they will have been on for a long time i mean again i don't know the ins and outs so i can only tell you with what little information i know but a lot of the time it can be a long long process you know not necessarily going from panel which is i believe where you go in front of literally a panel of people and they judge whether or not you you're you can be considered for adoption and it's a bit harsh really because if you can biologically fall pregnant if you can naturally conceive then you just have the right to be a parent. Whereas, you know, people who go through adoption, they have to jump through hoops of bloody fire. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand the reason for that is for the for the children's safety and nothing nothing should be more important than that so i'm not saying that it's wrong but what i am saying is both parts of this couple have had to go through a hell of a lot you know and and who knows if adoption is their first port of call they might have been through fertility treatments you know god god forbid they might have lost your pregnancy honestly the heartbreak that they might have gone through and the struggle that they might have gone through to get to where they are to a place where they're matched with a child and that shit is going down why shouldn't both of them enjoy it? Do you know what I mean? With Within pregnancy, it's understandable that a lot of the time the women do suffer more than the men because physically we're going through a lot. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not, what's the word I'm trying to say? I'm not diminishing what the men are doing or the pregnant person's partner. I'm just saying that in adoption, I feel like things are maybe more even, maybe the suffering's just <laughs> spread a bit more even. So 
that was a really long-winded way of saying you know if you are on the dad-to-be side there's absolutely no reason why you can't be the one to throw the shower and invite no matter whose side not whose side you're on but no matter who it is that you're closest with invite both halves of the couple and invite their family and friends and you know it, it can be normal that if if you're friends with the mum-to-be for example you may not know all the dad-to-be's friends but surely you can pick out one maybe go through his facebook and see if he tags and stuff a lot find out if he's got relatives speak to them and say can you just help me put a guest list together this is what i'm trying to do and they might actually be excited to help you plan it do you know what i mean because there can be a lot of planning that goes into it or say for example you don't want to hold it at a venue you want to hold it at someone's house which for these games and stuff like that can i personally think can be really good because you're not worried about strangers looking at you thinking what a dickhead now personally that's not something i worry about that's because i've got no fucking shame i'm absolutely no example to anybody but you know the mums and dads to bees and everything like that they may just not want to do it in public so you know doing it at someone's house and they may have a bigger house or they may have an area in their house with more space or you know there, there can be a million reasons why they may offer to help or to host or whatever so spread the love and i think a surprise shower is lovely and an adoption shower even more so because and i've never been in this position so i can't speak from experience but i would imagine trying to imagine in that position you know adoptive parents may wonder should i have a shower do not do i deserve one that's the wrong thing but people don't do that that's what they may think well why don't people do that fuck that get it done i think it's such a lovely idea and and I've said this to, in my podcast before, and if you haven't listened to previous episodes, please do go and give them a listen. That'd be amazing. But I've said this in episodes before. It doesn't matter what road you take to parenthood. You're still a parent just the same. If you conceived naturally or traditionally or whatever, if you went through fertility treatments, if you went through surrogacy, foster parent, adoptive parent, there's a million ways that you can find your way to being a parent. If you're a grand, if you're raising your grandchild, it doesn't matter how you came to being a parent. You're still a parent just the same. And there's, you know, you deserve everything that you may think you don't. That's, that's my personal opinion anyway. Like I said, if you feel unsure about it, maybe just ask them or ask someone that's close to them. But really, if you're thinking about doing this, the very high likelihood is that you're close to them. What's your best judgment on what they would like? But my opinion is fucking go for it. YOLO. The worst that can happen is they're going to have an absolute ball with their friends and have to play, you know, play some games, have some fun. I wouldn't recommend doing it when things haven't been confirmed because it can get them excited and then if something happens further down the line then it can be difficult because obviously it's almost as if they've lost that child do you know what I mean so personally I would wait until things are absolutely confirmed you know if you want to start getting things together because obviously you have to buy party supplies and stuff if you want to get stuff like that ready you can you know, there's no harm in that. But before you start planning it and picking a date and inviting everybody, maybe just wait until it's 100% confirmed that is happening. Maybe they're just waiting for the date when the baba can move in. Maybe they're just, you know, they've got that date confirmed. They're just waiting for that date to actually come around. It can be a million things. But, you know, that's just my opinion. And, okay, let's just get on to it. Uh, so the first thing, I've kind of got things into sections. I've got party planning, activity stations and games. So, and I may sound like I'm reading and that's because a bitch is reading, okay? <laughs> I'm very forgetful and I don't want to miss anything. So when I was looking at adoption shower, things like that, I've, there's normally the theme is the gender of the child. So, um, you know, they may not know the gender or a lot of people do a gender reveal at the shower and stuff like that or have an entirely separate gender reveal party um but i think what a really nice theme is um they found their missing piece 
Uh, and it's kind of like jigsaw themed, if you like. It's that piece that they've been looking for because what I think is a really nice idea as well is that they weren't just looking for any child you know the first child that walked up to them wasn't necessarily going to be their child they had to find their child you know they wanted to find that person that made their family complete so I think it's such a nice thing to say they found their missing piece and you know if you don't want to go gender especially with the way things are these days where gender is considered such a fluid thing and I'm not saying that's right or wrong that's not a conversation I'm looking to get into but that's just how things are these days you can have an entire rainbow theme you can have a cake with jigsaw pieces and and like a heart cut out the middle and stuff like that and it you know I think it's just such a nice thing you know or if you don't want to do that you can still color scheme things to the gender because like I said hopefully by the time you're looking at this they've been matched with their child you know they know that hopefully they know their child's name they know their child's gender they know their child's age and things like that and you can use that information to help you plan so you can also theme things with with gender in mind or again you can do like rainbow you can do anything you want but i think such a nice idea is they found their missing piece so jigsaw puzzles and things like that and pieces coming together in general um so yeah i think that is such a lovely idea you can use jigsaw cakes jigsaw decorations and things like that and that will come into play uh, a little bit later on with one of the activity stations now the other thing that i personally think is such an amazing idea i'm sorry i'm trying to move this paper so you can't hear it but you might do so if you do apologies <laughs> the other thing that i think is just the most amazing idea is called uh, bring a book or personally for me i would call it byob which normally would mean bring your own bottle but in this instance it would be bring your own book and when you basically go to a baby shower of any description you would normally take a card you'd write a card out to the parents and it would be really nice and you know for a little bit they'll put it up on the mantelpiece or on the windowsill or whatever and they may even keep them under the bed or something like that or you know in a cupboard somewhere with other greetings cards that mean a lot to them but eventually those cards are not going to get looked at very often so what is an awesome idea is to bring a book instead so what you would do is you would say to your guests on the invites or if you're inviting them in person just tell them or if you're emailing or whatever at whatever point you're letting people know that you'd like them to attend also let them know that you would like them to bring a children's book and on the inside page there's normally a blank page or just on the inside cover to write a note to what you would have written in the card write it into the book and the other thing as well is you know the the benefit of this what if you were doing this for a baby shower you you know especially if they wanted to be surprised by the gender you might be writing you know say for example it's mr and mrs jones and you'd write to baby jones can't wait to meet you etc etc but, you know, say, for example, the people that you know are adopting a three-year-old who's called Charlie, who likes, I don't know, three-year-olds like trains, lorries and planes, planes, trains and automobiles. You could say to Charlie, can't wait to play trains with you. My favourite's Thomas the Tank. What's yours? Lots of love, Auntie Casey. Do you know what I mean? You can really personalise it because you have the benefit of that. And then what will happen is if every guest does that what you're doing is building up a library for that child and the other thing is as well with books it doesn't matter what age that child is if they're adopting a baby who's six months old if they're it's a foster to adopt situation so maybe they're a little bit older maybe they're 10 maybe they're 17 I don't know what age you can get adopted up to actually I'm assuming it's 18 but I could be wrong but whatever age it is there are age appropriate books out there so you know you can you can find different books and it builds up a library for that child 
and it's I mean I could be wrong but also I would think it would be nice that you know after they move in and they've already got all these books and then they open them up and they've got all these messages from people who are excited to meet them and you know I believe that when when it comes to introducing that child to their I don't want to say adoptive family so I'm just going to say family to their to their family you know I believe that it has to be done slowly um, so as not to overwhelm them, which is understandable. Do you know what I mean? Have you ever been with a boyfriend or something and you've gone to a family do and there's 50,000 people staring at you and you think, oh, Jesus Christ. You know, imagine that if you were a little child. It, you know, it'd be, it's a scary thing. So, you know, slowly but surely, drip, drip feed relatives, which sounds a bit weird, but it is what it is. But, you know, this way, at least they've got names. Oh, that's Auntie Casey. She bought me that Thomas the Tank book. I can, you know, she knows I like trains and things like that. Or, you know, a, a three-year-old probably wouldn't think quite so cohesively, but you know what I mean? I just think it's such a nice idea. And like I said, it builds up a library. So, you know, you're helping the parents out. They don't have to go out and buy loads of different books. And as well, there might be a book that that child has never seen or read before just because it's something they've never come across. And you might help them discover something that they like. Now, that child may not be an avid reader, but it's something that, you know, especially if they're younger, mummy and daddy can read them bedtime stories using their books. And that child might even, you know, say, who was that book from? And they might go, oh, it's Auntie Casey. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just think it's such a nice idea. Cards are lovely. I'm not denying that. But a book is practical, useful, and it's a keepsake. Do you know what I mean? That adoptive child might keep those books for years and years and years. I mean, I've got books there for Baba that, you know, I know she's six, you know, six, seven months old. She doesn't understand what I'm reading to her, but we read them to her at night and they're such nice books. I would love it if she handed them down to her children. An adoptive child could very well do the same, just like any other child would. Just because they found their way to their parents in a slightly different way doesn't mean that, you know, they're completely different. It's still a child with their parents. I just think, it, personally, I'm ranting now. Well, I'm babbling anyway, but I just think it's such a nice idea. Bring a book. It doesn't have to be a new book. It can be a book that your child has read, you know. Um, I have got some word in here that I found on the internet and I would love to credit where I found these but I screenshotted them such a long time ago but I know a lot of them are off Pinterest so credit to Pinterest I guess but one of them is and these I suppose will be written or typed on your invites so just one last request that won't be too hard please bring baby a book instead of a card whether or whether a book that is old or one that is new please sign the inside cover with a note from you another one uh, one small request and we hope it's not too hard please bring a book instead of a card whether cat in the hat or winnie the pooh you can sign the inside cover with a note from you your book will be cherished well loved or brand new but please don't feel obligated we will leave it up to you so people don't have to do it but i just think it's such a nice idea it builds this gorgeous little library for the child and again it's something that really is suitable for any age of child no matter what the situation is and you just whatever you would written in the card you write it in there I just think it's such a lovely idea and you know if you wanted to give an additional gift if you wanted to be like bougie and shit you can always give them a special kind of bookmark if you know the child's name you can um you know get personalized bookmarks I personally love anything personalized if it's got a particular name on it I'm just and I honestly I'm just bloody I'm for it is what I'm trying to say um so yeah that that personally I think is an awesome idea is bring a book instead of a card Okay, so there isn't really a lot more I can say about party planning. Obviously, you would look at drinks. The other thing to think about drinks as well is um, mum-to-be is not pregnant, so she can drink, okay? Um, there is a game 
that I'll mention that when I planned it, I, I don't think I did plan it including alcohol, just to make sure that, you know, if there were younger, um, you know, like teenagers there or younger kids, they could take part as well if they wanted to. Um, but, you know, if you wanted to, for example, if you wanted to give them as a gift, uh, like a, I don't know, a temper tantrum survival kit, you know, is, is, is a bit of a joke and it would be like a cocktail shaker with a little mini can of Coke in it and then a little mini bottle of Jack Daniels or, you know, just something cute like that. Like you can do that um, because, you know, mum to be isn't drink, isn't pregnant, so she can drink and you can include that in your thing. You know, she can get there and she doesn't have to be the only one with a champagne flute full of fucking orange juice. She can actually have Prosecco or whatever you've got planned. And then obviously food, base it around what what your guests are going to like. I feel like party food is all the same, really, isn't it? It's just a sea of beige. One of the things that I was hoping to do, I mean, I'm a, I'm a shit cook, so we'll have to see how it turns out when the time comes. But, you know, get like strawberries and cut the green bits off, put them on skewers and dip them in. You can get these things called candy melts. Um, and they look like chocolate buttons, but you can get them in a wide variety of colours and you can melt them down. And I think you can add something like coconut oil and stir it in and it makes it a bit runnier so it's easy to dip things in. But it's such bright colours that you can dip things in. And I was looking to dip strawberries in, put different types of chocolate over them, maybe some like coconut flakes and stuff. And you can make like a little bouquet out of them by putting the skewers together. It's such a nice idea. But just look for general party food. And again, you can make all that stuff gendered if you want. Moving on to activity stations. So basically, the difference I've got between activity stations and games is that, especially if there's a lot of people going, like I said, if you're throwing it for both mum and dad, um, then, you know, you might get quite a few people there. And, you know, people are milling around and you don't want the games to just spring up out of nowhere. I mean, well, I wouldn't anyway, because I'm a bit of a fucking control freak. So I need things to be set at times. So at this time, this game will start taking place. At this time, this game will start taking place. But between those games, you want a bit of downtime. You know, you want people to be able to go and do things at their leisure and also do things more than once. So these activity stations, as I've called them, would basically be set up um, in various different places at wh wherever you're hosting it. Um, so, for example, if you've got like a big kitchen dining area, one can be on a kitchen counter. If it's nice weather, you can go into the back garden. Um, you know, if you've got it in like a small venue area, you can just set them up on little tables and have signs leading people with instructions. And they would be set up so people can go back and do it as many times as they want. And, you know, they can do it at their own leisure. You know, it's not timed. It's not anything like that. It's just there. And then at the end, you just gather things up and, and everything like that. So the first activity station is designer onesies slash t-shirts. So again, this is where it's going to sound like I'm reading off a list because I am reading off a list because I'm exceptionally forgetful. And if I don't read off a list, something will be forgotten and I can't have that, okay? <laughs> uh, so guests will be encouraged to use provided materials to design a onesie or t-shirt for Baba. So the things that you would need for this, you would need plain onesies or t-shirts. Now that would depend on the age of the child that is being adopted obviously if they're a young baby and they're still wearing onesies or vests probably vests would be better than onesies actually and um, you know you could go to somewhere like primark because the clothes there are so affordable you can buy quite a few of them i don't know if you could maybe look on somewhere like ebay or amazon I've, I've never done it so don't take my word for it but i have used primark vests before or you know you can go to supermarkets and get them really reasonably priced as well if you want to be a bougie bitch you can go to like next and shit like that but people are going to draw on these so you know it's your coin bitch you do what you want to do but i would get really affordable ones 
and you know get loads of them get vests for a younger one or if the if the child is slightly older so for example if they're not wearing vests anymore you can just get plain white t-shirts even if the child is like 16 years old you know if you feel brave enough you could even especially if it was outdoors you could even set up like a tie-dye station um you would probably need someone to be there to help out with that especially if younger kids wanted to join in and make a tie-dye shirt but you know listen if you feel fucking brave enough you can set up a tie-dye station that'd be lovely i personally wouldn't because that's a lot of mess that i don't need in my life (laughs) but um the other idea is just onesies t-shirts depending on the child's age and then you can get like fabric paint fabric pens you know like uh, felt tip pens that work on fabric um and then you can get things like stencils sponges and applicators and stuff like that and again if you've got someone who's willing to monitor and be next to this activity station helping people you could even get iron on decals um you know where you like put them well you just iron them on don't you like it's self-explanatory it's iron on decals and then these can be given to the parents for the child to wear and it's just, again it's just such a nice idea some of them might be designed shit let's be realistic not ever i'm not artistic if i tried to design one i'm sure it just have polka dots on it because i'm a bit shit but it's just one of those things that i think it's such a lovely idea and then what i would personally do is use like twine to look create like a faux washing line so just pin twine up and then when people have done their design and it doesn't just have to be one you know you could even like blue tack the twine to a wall with loads of pegs and again pegs you can get from like the pound shop um and you can just lace up loads of twine going up and down the wall and then people can put them on as if they're there to dry and to be fair if they've used paint and stuff they might actually need to dry so i think that's a really good idea as well um and you can get different colored onesies as well i would personally get all white but you know if you've got all different types of pens and paints and everything like that or if you've got like some metallic and glittery shit you know you can get black ones green ones blue ones you know if it's a little girl you can get pink ones yellow ones you know you can get whatever you want but yeah, designer onesies and t-shirts, I think that's an awesome idea. Uh, the next one is MSN My Signed Nappies. So proud of that name. Like, I'm 30 and I remember when MSN was like the shit. You used to fucking get home and log on and people would send those like, oh, what were they called? Were they nudges or winks or something? And one was like a big thing that knocked on the screen. If you remember, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter and let me know. I can't be the only one who remembers that. But anyway, MSN is my sign nappies. So grab a nappy and use the markers provided to leave a message for mummy and daddy for the next nappy change. It can be funny, sweet or anything in between and feel free to do as many as you like. All you would need for this is nappies and you can get various different sizes as well. Um, Obviously again hopefully by this point mum and dad will know how old their child is so get the um size that you would suspect that they would be but you know you can always get some a little bit bigger you know they'll grow into them eventually won't they and then you would just need like sharpies and markers and then some form of container to put the finished nappies in so you could get like a little basket or you can get like those little plastic storage ones that look like wicker baskets but they're actually made out of plastic again i think they're available from like the pound shop or you could get like a rose gold wire basket and stuff Uh, you can get those from places like b&m supermarkets everything like that and then people can just stack them in and it can be so like on the bum bit um where you know i would sincerely doubt anyway that any of the ink would like leak through onto the baba but you can put like uh warning toxic or you could put like um i don't know sweet like chocolate oh that's a bit gross isn't it because it's a pooey nappy but whatever you can write on the nappy whatever you want stack them in and mum and dad might choose never to use them to be honest but also if you get like um tesco's own brand 
I, w- I would probably advise small packs, but maybe get a pack of Tesco's own brand, a pack of Pampers, a pack of Huggies, a pack of Aldi, a pack of Lidl. Get them in small packs in various different sizes. And it's also an opportunity for mum and dad to test out different brands of nappy to see what works out best. That's probably more um, relevant for younger children because normally by the time they've gone through the adoption process, they would have had to be placed with someone if they've not been with their biological parents they're like tummy mummy I guess um so you know sometimes maybe by this stage they're three you know the the person who's been caring for them can tell you what nappies works best for are they in nappies at three maybe one and a half two whatever you get the idea but if they're very very young that can be an opportunity to get different types of brands so that mummy and daddy can try them all out encourage people to do as many as they like keep going until the nappies run out because I think it's better to hand them all over doodled on you know because you know you might have some artistic people there especially again if you're throwing it for mummy and daddy there might be people there that you don't know that are artistic as fuck and they're drawing some like Monet shit on there and like Van Gogh it's amazing so the next idea is baby's first alphabet book so guests use the provided materials to complete the blank pages of baby's first alphabet book the pages will be collected at the end made into a book for mummy and daddy to teach the abcs to baba you don't have to just do you know one of each letter you can print off a couple of multiples and then mummy and daddy can pick their favorites um and again you can either print it off with the big letter on so a big a little a and maybe a picture of an apple or something like that and then the word um or you can leave some blank pages and let people again if you've got some artistic motherfuckers they can you know really let their imaginations run wild or if you've got some little kids they can come and color them in as well and they can get just as involved because you know they'll be excited as well they they might be meeting a new brother or sister or a cousin or a friend you know they're getting they're getting a relative as well so they'll be excited and i would also encourage people to sign what they've done write who they are and again it's just getting these names into the into Baba's mind and you know especially if they're a bit older and they understand people's names and things and they're reading but then I suppose that would negate the idea of a, an ABC book you get the idea anyway it'd be so nice for the future especially when you know if it's cousins and they grow up together you know they can look back and see and I just think it's such a lovely idea what you would probably need is a blank alphabet pages a laminator and lamination pouches ring binders and then colored pencils and felt tips and again you can get as crafty with this as you like if you want to get paint if you want to get glitter paint if you want to get glue and stuff that can be glued on that's entirely up to you probably couldn't laminate it then but I would personally get a laminator just to make sure it you know wears well if you like and that's also why I would use a ring binder but that's just me Um, And again, people can be encouraged to do as many as they want and then mummy and daddy can pick their favourites, give them back to whoever's hosting it or whoever's going to laminate it and all that kind of crap. And then it can be made into a lovely book, which I just think is an awesome idea. And even, you know, mummy and daddy might want to contribute like a front cover together or something, which I just think is a lovely idea. So pieces of wisdom. So this is where that theme of they found their missing piece is going to come into play. So guests can leave advice, well wishes for mummy and daddy or a message for Baba on blank cardboard jigsaw pieces. So I'm sure if you look on somewhere like Amazon, I can't remember where I found them, but a lot of craft shops will do them as well. I imagine you can find blank jigsaws. You can find them in the normal cardboard that you would normally get, or you can find more decorative um, ornamental ones that are made out of wood. And you can just leave various different colour Sharpie pens and people can leave a message. Again, it can be a message for the mummy and daddy or it can be a message for the baba so that when the baba's there and they're old enough to do jigsaw puzzles and it doesn't have to be tiny little pieces. It doesn't have to be a 50,000 piece jigsaw. It can just be, you know, the one with the really big pieces that toddlers do. 
and they can write a message and you know you can maybe color you know if you do have a lot of pieces you can color some in you can draw pictures and again this is great for other kids to get involved you know and you can leave well wishes for the mummy and daddy and you can leave messages for the baba and then you can put uh, when Baba's there with Mummy and Daddy, they can be putting that puzzle together, reading the messages out, talking about the person that left that message. Again, I just think it's such a nice idea and it ties in really well with the whole theme of they found their missing piece. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. And personally, I think it's an awesome idea. You gather up the pieces, you put them in a box. If you can get a decorative box, all the better and give it to the parents. And I think that's a lovely idea. Uh, so a guest book. You can use a similar thing um, to what we did with the pieces of wisdom, but instead of using pieces of wisdom, instead you would do it as a guest book so the people would just write their names on. You know, they can write a message on as well. Um, but it's more of a guest book type of thing as opposed to sending messages and stuff like that. So the last idea, which is actually something I'm planning to do for my Baba's first birthday, I think this is probably one of the best ideas I've ever come up with. And that is the t a time capsule. So... What I'm planning to do for my Baba's first birthday for a time capsule is I want to gather things from her first birthday party. So I want to gather things like the dodie she uses that day, depending on how big it is, maybe her outfit or, you know, if not the full outfit, then maybe just like a cute little pair of baby socks or something. And then I want to take as many pictures and video messages as I can and then put them on like a USB, put that in there. By the time she gets it, USB is probably won't even be a fucking thing and she'll have to go to some, <laughs> to some archaic version of PC world to get it working. Um, but, you know, some way of doing video messages and stuff like that. Handwritten messages, you know, uh, maybe a, some newspaper from that day or something. Seal it up and give it to her when she's 18. If you look on websites, you can get them off Amazon, but the ones you get off Amazon are proper time capsules that are like airtight, corrosion proof, waterproof, like watertight. Like they're meant to be buried in the fucking ground. The ones I'm talking about would go at the back of someone's wardrobe until the time comes to actually give it to the person, to the child when they're grown. So for the ones that I would look at, like the back of the wardrobe ones, I would look at somewhere like Etsy. If Etsy isn't a website you've used before, the, the way I would explain it to people is it's kind of like eBay or Amazon. It's like a, an e-commerce website, but it's for handmade things. Um, things on there have been made by very, very talented people. And you can get lovely, lovely, lovely um, time capsules that aren't meant to be like buried or anything like that, but they're decorative and they can be engraved with a personalised message. Or, you know, if you know, well, I would imagine that you're going to know the date that that child is going to turn 18. And again, this is, an, again, something that you couldn't really do for a normal baby shower because you don't actually know the date unless they've, they're having a planned section and they've been given a date or they've given a date for induction. But again, that can still drag over to the next day. You know, it can be hit or miss whether or not you're going to actually know the date that child will be born. Whereas with an adoptive shower, that child most likely already has been born. So you can tell when that child is going to turn whatever age they will get their time capsule. So in the time capsule, you would put things from the adoption shower. So you could put the pieces of wisdom in there. Um, but personally, I think that's more fun to play with when you've already when the child is actually a child. But you can put messages in there. You can ask people, you know, you can get little cards and stuff or not like greetings cards, but like the size of business cards. People can write messages on, take loads of pictures. Again, like I'm planning to do for Baba's first birthday, take videos and, put, you know, put them on a USB and it can be video messages. And I know this might sound a little bit morbid, but I think this is an especially nice idea. If you've got elderly relatives that are going to be there, it can be such a nice thing for them to pass a message on to a child that they may never see reach 18 
and again I know you're probably thinking that's such a horrible thing to say but look at these things realistically say for example you have a great gran or a great grandpa you know unfortunately the sad truth is there's a chance that that person might not see your child turn 18 so imagine how nice it would be for them to be able to wish your child a happy 18th birthday i think personally i think that's such a lovely thing and i'm sure you know it might be a little bit upsetting on the day but i just personally think it's such a nice thing um and you know also a message from mummy and daddy was was so excited for you to come and move in this is what we've been doing in your bedroom you know we've done this and that but we're really excited for you to come and paint it with us and then you know depending on the age of that child when they reach 18 and they get given this time capsule as a gift they might watch that video and think oh my god i remember moving in and actually painting with them and i was excited and now i can see how excited they were and you know they can see all these relatives and all these people and they can have a laugh at how young everybody looks and at how stupid everyone's hair looks and how the clothing styles have changed so much and you know some of the games that we're going to go through you can video people playing those games and you can see how much fun it was and I just think it's such a lovely idea as a time capsule I mean I'm a cheese ball anything cheesy like that especially because it's it's as personalized as it gets I think it's a lovely idea and you can put things in from the adoption shower and on the on there whatever age you pick 16th birthday 18th birthday 21st birthday whatever on that birthday you can give that to that child as a gift and they can go through they can look at the photos they can look at the messages they can watch the videos they can go through all these different things and i think it's such a lovely idea now the other thing that they can do and this is strictly up to the mummy and daddy because again this is wildly personal But I believe, and again, I'm only working off what little information I have, I believe that some adoptions, the mummy and daddy would keep in touch with the child tummy mummy. And I know that you may think I'm talking in baby talk, but I don't know how else to explain it. (laughs) Um, Because I hate saying like adoptive parents, because to me, they are the parents. Do you know what I mean? They're choosing to love that child. I can't explain it. But the parents would keep in touch with their tummy mummy And if they wanted to, they may not want to, which is entirely, you know, there's no right or wrong answer in this, in my opinion, but they may want to include those things into that time capsule. So say, for example, every year, Tommy Mummy sends Baba a card for their birthday. Like I said before, cards are very, very nice. And maybe somebody might keep them under the bed or something where, oh, you know, at the back of a wardrobe or the top of a cupboard where they could very well be forgotten you know their mummy and daddy can choose if they want to keep them and include them in the in the time capsule as well and you know again I I don't know how the ins and outs of adoption work but you know say for example and again I don't even know the age that a child can choose to try and find their tummy mummy but when they turn 18 say for example they're allowed at that point to find their tummy mummy and that's something that they want to do you could include that information in there as well maybe in a sealed envelope so that they can open it in the you know they don't want to open that in front of everybody but you know it can be a sealed envelope and you can say look if if finding your tummy mummy is something that you want to do if you don't want to that's absolutely fine but if you do want to that's fine as well mummy and daddy well or at that point i suppose it'll be mum and dad because they'll be 18 or 21 or whatever you know we'll support you if that's something that you want to do And this is the information that we have. Any information that we have, you now have. If Tummy Mummy sends letters or pictures of herself, I don't know if they're allowed to do that, to be honest, but if they do, you can include that in the time capsule as well so that, you know, they know 
you love them, they're your child, you, you know, you, you've loved them over 18 years unconditionally, but, you know, they don't have, they may be questioning, what about tummy mummy, I don't know if they would, and, and again, that's personal to the child, I suppose, but if you wanted to, you could include that as well, now, the child may not give a toss, to be honest, they may just think, no, you're my parents, I, not that they have no interest in tummy mummy, but they're perfectly happy and, I guess content would be the word. They're perfectly happy and content where they are. They're not looking for anything. They don't need anything. And they're not curious. And that's just how it is. And if that's the case, that's absolutely fine. Anything that you have from Tummy Mummy, if you wanted to leave it all together in a big sealed envelope, well, not a big sealed envelope. These time capsules aren't huge. But, you know, if you wanted to, you could seal it all up and put from Tummy Mummy and then just keep adding things to the envelope and it's in there. And if they want to open that and see, you know, I'm sure they will have seen the cards over the years anyway. It's not like it would have kept them from them. But they would know that you saved them. They, they never went in the bin. They were kept because they're special too because anybody who loves that child is is special because that child is special again I feel like I'm not explaining it very well that's such a personal thing that's for them to decide to do but it's what something that they can if they want to they can keep adding to this time capsule over time and then give it to them at whatever age they think is relevant and I've gone off on a tangent again and I've been talking for like an hour about one bloody time capsule but I think it's such a lovely idea and it's something that I'm looking to do for my baba's first birthday because my cheese ball and no doubt that when I am recording the message on the video I'll cry like a bloody girl so anyway <laughs> let's move on to some games I'm trying not to talk your ear off I always think god what if I can't talk for an hour about this and then I look at the time and think Jesus I'm, I'm going I need to like hurry up I'm like babbling here uh, so these are the games. So again, if this was just me, you you know, you plan things however you want. Pick and choose whatever ideas you think are good ideas. And also, the, a lot of these ideas can also be uh, adopted, the irony, can be adapted to a traditional baby shower if, you know, you have mummy who's pregnant. So these are some games. Personally, for me, I would have set times for these. So for example, the baby shower starts at 1pm at... 1.30 we have this game at 2.30 we have this game at 4. I don't know how long it would go on for, maybe not that long. You know, you don't have to do all of these games. You know, maybe just, again, pick and choose what you think is good. But the first game that I came up with, which to be fair isn't that original of an idea, but it's called Bok Bok Race. And it's called Bok Bok Race because I call Bok Bok Bottles Bok Boks. So Bok Bok Race. Empty baby bottles are lined up with pre-measured cups of water and juice. They must mix their own bottle and be the first to finish to win the game. So the way I imagine this happening is you have a table or some form of surface, preferably in a kitchen because shit might get messy and you want to clean up easily or outside. And you would have baby bottles. Now, when I say baby bottles, I'm talking cheap ass baby bottles. Cheap, cheap, cheap baby bottles, okay? Go to Tesco. I think you can get a, um, get them for like a pound each or go to the pound shop. You can, Maybe you can get multi-packs there, I don't know. Or look online and see what multi-packs you can get. If you are going to buy expensive baby bottles like Tommy Tippy or Mam or Advents or anything like that, any of those branded bottles that can be expensive, if you're going to get a pack of them, then speak to the mummy and daddy and they would then go to them to use afterwards because even though adults are about to use them for a game they can be washed and they would be washed and sterilized before baby got anywhere near them anyway but if you are going to get expensive ones for god's sake don't throw them away afterwards because bottles are freaking expensive um you know they can go to the mummy and daddy afterwards to be used for baba 
so the but yeah the way i envision it is line the bottles up with the lids off and the teats off and have like a little disposable cup of water and then like a little shot glass full of like a cordial or a juice so like orange juice or something like that and then the people who are taking part and it doesn't have to be everyone takes part you know people can put their names in and then draw names out of a hat for who's going to take part and if you want to do it multiple times you can you know do multiple rounds and then people can go head to head so you have like an ultimate winner but you would get the water get the juice get the bottles get them all lined up one two three go and people need to pour the juice and the water into the bottle screw the lid on shake it like you would baby formula and water take the lid off and they have to be the first to empty their baby bottle by drinking it through the teeth advice if you are going to do it get a higher aged teat so like in the man ones level one is for like newborn level two three i think is like six months and up and stuff like that so if you want things to hurry along get a higher level teat so that the flow or like a fast flow teat so that the juice can come out quicker but if you want to see some people get frustrated get newborn teats slow flow and watch their motherfuckers struggle okay like sucking a bloody golf ball through a hose pipe um and to prove they've finished, they've then got to unscrew the lid of the bottle and stand the bottle upside down as if they've washed it and they're waiting for it to dry to be sterilised. So I personally think that's an awesome idea. It's a game that can be over and done with quite quickly because if you want to have a lot of games and stuff like that, you don't want to have people have no time to just chat and mill around and enjoy themselves. You don't want it to be like a military precision operation. You want people to be able to have fun and stuff like that, so... It can be done and over with quickly or again if you wanted to if there's a lot of people that want to take part you can have different rounds if you have quite a lot of children there you can even do a juniors round bok bok race junior and you just get the kids to do it together and then again you find out who the winner is if you wanted to you can get little prizes for these games um you know for little prizes again i would probably go somewhere personally i would probably go somewhere like b&m um especially around uh, uh, like a gift giving time you know like valentine's day um christmas especially you can get loads of little gift sets and stuff like that and if you've got a lot of time to prepare for this and you, you know you can afford it and you've got storage space if you see things on offer like a two for one and you think well i wouldn't like that but it would be a really good gift or a really good prize get it anyway put it away and then you've got it ready as like a little prize to be given away so the next game is the potty trainer i named it i came up with the rules i'm not gonna lie i'm fucking proud of this one the potty trainer uh, players must carry a ping pong ball or tennis ball between their knees and get them to the other end of the course and drop them in their potties the winner is the first player to get all their balls into their potty so it's up to you whether you'd want to use ping pong balls or tennis balls i imagine ping pong balls would be so much harder right i guess what would tennis ball i don't know it's up to you if you want to use tennis balls or ping pong balls but each player would have five to do and you would have a start line and then at the end you would have your air quote potties if you're going to use tennis balls you could just use like a kid's bucket that you would take to the beach you can get them cheap um or if you're going to use ping pong balls you could use like a big mason jar um and then people have to get it from start to finish drop it in go back get the next one the first person to get all five in wins or if you know if you can find actual potties pretty cheap i say pretty cheap because you don't want to be buying crap loads <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> you don't want to be buying crap loads of potties for no fucking reason like you're not going to do anything with them afterwards you can't exactly return a potty can you um so the rules if a player drops their ball they can use their hand to pick it up but if they do that they have got to take it back to the start line so if they're halfway through when they drop their tennis ball they can use their hand to pick it up but they then have to carry it back to the start line and start again this includes if a ball bounces back out of the potty and that is called the splashback rule so 
so fucking proud of that. So if they get to the end, they drop their tennis ball in and it bounces back out of the bucket. Again, they can pick it up with their hand, but then they have to go back to the start line and do it all over again. Splashback rule. How fucking clever am I? Next one is bobbing for nipples similar to bobbin for apples but instead of apples there'll be dummies and bottle teats the player with the most nipples wins recover a golden nipple for a bonus prize so what i would use for this is just a small paddling pool um again i'm sure you can get them online i know when you look online at paddling pools you can get some really bougie paddling pool but i am talking like a small cheap paddling pool um easy to fill cheap it, you know it doesn't matter if it doesn't last very long you only need it to be small and then i would get bottle teats and dummies you don't have to do both you can do one or the other whatever's easiest for you but i think both will be a really nice mix and then just buckets to put the recovered nipples into you can use the same buckets from the potty trainer game and then i would just maybe have some small towels on hand for people to just dry their faces off afterwards i know some women might be thinking i wouldn't want to do that because it'd wash all my makeup off i would do it personally but again i have no shame but especially if it's something that you're going to do for the mummy and the daddy maybe daddy's friends will be more inclined to join in if they're you know the blokes maybe they'd be more inclined to do it and if you wanted to you could even spray paint one gold or you could add gold glitter to it or something like that. And if someone gets that one, you can have an extra little prize. And it just adds an extra little layer to it. An extra little bit of competitiveness for people to get into. And then afterwards, people count out their nipples. And if they have the golden nipple or have the most nipples, then they win. So you can only use your mouth. If a nipple is recovered and then dropped in, it becomes fair game for anybody again. You still can't use your hands. So if you pick out a nipple and then you accidentally drop it back in, anybody can get it. You can't just dip your hand back in and get it. And if you do manage to recover the golden nipple, you get a prize regardless of how many you get in total love that idea especially for the summer so the next one is let's get quizzical so in this quick fire quiz contestants take turns and must answer as many questions right as they can across three rounds mummy to be can choose if she wants to be the quiz master or contestant so again these are just ideas that i came up with you can adapt this to however you want make the rounds whatever you want so round one doctor doctor guess the ailment from the list of symptoms Nursery rhymes round two, either finish the lyric or answer the question related to the nursery rhyme, i.e. what is mama going to buy if the mockingbird don't sing? And round three is be kind, rewind. Players must name the children's movie or TV show from the character names given. There will be a maximum of three characters given. Items needed would be printed cards with questions and answers and a way for the contestants to keep score. That could be something as simple as printing them off on a piece of faith or paper and having like a whiteboard, a blackboard, or having a designated person with a piece, another piece of faith or paper, just tallying up how many points everybody has. Rules, players can only answer when the question's finished. Players can pass if they don't know the answer and each round lasts 10 minutes only. So you have a timer. So again, that means it can be done within like 35 minutes. You can make it longer, shorter, add more rounds, do less rounds, change the rounds completely. But I personally love a good quiz. I'm fucking horny for a good quiz. So I think it's always a really good idea. So the last one, I did not come up with this. I found this. Uh, again, it was on Pinterest. I don't know who uploaded it. But if you search for babies against parenthood. Now, I don't know if you've ever played the game Cards Against Humanity, but let me tell you, it is fucking savage. Um, and the reason I've got this on my list is that the mummy and daddy-to-be that I was thinking of personally, we've played this game with them. My hubby and I have played this game with them and we've had so much fun doing it. So many nights spent doing it, it's mad. Um, and it's basically a baby shower version of that. So... There were actually pre-made um, cards for cards, 
sorry, for Babies Against Parenthood, there were pre-made cards. If you Google Babies Against Parenthood, it will come up. But if you know the idea of the game, basically you have black cards and white cards. I can't remember which one's which, but one of the cards has a phrase with a blank in it. So for example, I can't believe blank kept mummy and daddy awake all night. And then the other card will have phrases that will fill in that blank. Um, you will have a selection of the phrase cards and one of the blank cards will be put down. So um, the card put down will be, I can't believe blank kept mummy and daddy awake all night. The players of the game will have a variation of phrases. So in my pack of like cards that I have available to me, I might have um, colic, shitty nappy. And again, you can make this as adult friendly or child friendly as like, depending on who you're inviting. Um, you know, you could have colic, shitty nappy, alien abduction or something and then you put down whatever you think is funniest and you can have mummy and daddy to be as judges or contestants they either judge the funniest or their actual contestants all you would need to do is either print off blank cards or blank pieces of different colored paper and write them out or type them out and things like that um personally i would set a timer so this is from playing cards against humanity the game can go on for such a fucking long time because there's so many cards so what you want to try and do is set a timer just to make sure that the game doesn't run too long and that way you can you know uh, make it fit your adoption shower another game that you could play is name that baby song you know this doesn't have to you know, maybe that could be a round in your quiz so you could do blank blank baby by vanilla ice baby blank blank so mix a lot blank bank bank ba- blank blank baby blank by whitney houston and things like that so yeah, that's that's pretty much it really. They are my ideas for an adoption shower, including themes, activities and games. I'm hoping to be able to instigate all of these things if and when the time comes that I do. I don't know when that'll be. It could be a long time in the future. I'll certainly do another podcast letting you know how things went. And if I can get mummy to be to be a guest on the show and tell you what she thought of everything, I would absolutely love that. Again, whether or not you want to throw an adoption shower is completely up to you but if it's something that you've not thought of I would definitely consider it even though this is a different road to parenthood it's parenthood nonetheless and I think it's such a nice idea especially like I said if you're going to invite both mummy and daddy but even if you just invite one or the other I still think it can be such a nice thing and you know some of the games if you don't have many children attending some of the games that I've laid out there can be turned into drinking games no no good story starts with I had this salad once but how many good stories start with I was on a night out once or I had a shot of this god-awful drink or I had a bit of sambuca you know that's how all the good stories start so you know if you wanted to again take advantage of the fact that mummy to be isn't pregnant so she can actually drink at this she can cut the fuck loose and just just fucking let go do you know what I mean (laughs) just let that shit go thank you so so much for joining me today and I absolutely love going through this I love doing stuff like this party planning you know I get so excited for things like this even just to plan it or host it and everything like that if you've got absolutely any questions let me know if you've got any suggestions let me know because like I said this is something that I'm looking to do in the future for somebody that I am very close to so you know what hit me up let me know if you've got any suggestions and if you're happy for me to share them in a future episode of the podcast i would love 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 to do that do get involved in the conversation you can find me on twitter at casey's corner podcast or you can send me a voice message on the anchor podcast app let me know in the message if you're happy for me to play it on a future podcast and i would be ecstatic to do that again thank you so so much for tuning in and i will see you guys next week have an awesome day night evening, pre-evening, whatever the hell it is, wherever you are, and I'll speak to you all soon. Bye, guys.